0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mrs. Eye, Mrs. Eye, Mrs. Eye. Honey, are you sure you want to be Mrs. Montgomery Burns? Wouldn't you rather be Mrs. Abraham J. Simpson? No, oh. I don't want to be either. Hot diggity damn! That's good enough for me. Four finger discount, dude.
1: Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes that nobody gets anymore. Facebook page, RidgeWallet popculture.com.au, ridgewallet.com, and Podbean. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Ridgewallet.com, Mitch. That's a new one. Yeah, it is what a new one. they come from? Do you know who they are? Please tell me. Well, they are our new official sponsor. Was that natural? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. Now, what do they do? They they make wallets. They do make wallets. Very fancy wallets. RFID. There. What does RFID stand for? Uh, Mitch? I wouldn't have a remote something a Radio other. frequency identification. There we go. I know that it's about blocking people from being able to access the data within your cards, Visa debit cards, credit cards, and all that sort of thing. Basically, it's a metallic wallet that's going to keep your cards safe. Yeah. More so, I guess, strong as well. It's going to stop your cards from cracking and bending in your wallet. You know, they actually started only four years ago, and it's just a group of friends from elementary school, and yeah, they just cool. build it up from the ground. I like that. It's a really little startup. Yep. Nice-looking wallets as well, yeah. Um, which is which is important. Forget about well, maybe not forget about, but for me, <laughs> you know, fashionable man such as myself, I like a, a nice-looking wallet, and these look fantastic. Yeah, They'd be a amazing. wallet that you could pop down on a table at a bar, as you do. Like you know, you walk into a bar, everyone goes phone wallets on the table, and then you start ordering drinks. This wallet is going to get you a free round of drinks. Yes, Ridge, guaranteed. Ridge, Ridge that wallet. is a four-finger discount. <laughs> Guarantee free drinks if you have this wallet. You know what else you can guarantee? You're going to save 10% just because I listen to this show. You can with the product code Wallet Inspector. One word, Wallet Inspector. It's a good code, isn't it? It is. Yeah, suits that's the, the show. The, yeah. So go to ridgewallet.com and get yourself a wallet and save 10% by typing Wallet Inspector into the coupon code. Well, suits it. the show almost like it was planned. You would think so, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> We're here to review Lady Bouvier's Lover. This was an episode we mentioned last week that neither of us had watched too many times. It's been a while since I'd mm. seen it. I really enjoyed it. it it's a, a nice, really, simple love story. It is. Simple is a good word, and it's a mature story. The, like, the, the comedy in it, it's not very much in the way of childish humour. It's all... and That's not to say that it's all, like, super adult either, but it's just... It just treats its audience with respect. And yeah. delivers its story, has its jokes, and, and that's kind of... It's just a... It's, it's almost a very un-Simpsons episode. Or maybe it's a season one type episode. Like, this is so realistic. I think it's because... Season 5 has been so much about Homer and Bart. Homer and mm. Bart, they're in this episode, but it's not about them. And it was yeah. refreshing, yeah. I think. And I, we haven't seen Grandpa like this since old money. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, as you say, refreshing. It's like, it's, it's not that I don't of like, like the Homer and I'm Bart I'm trying ones. to think of what this is like. It's like you're at a hotel, like maybe you're in another city. You've been in a hotel and you've been exploring and for days you've gone sightseeing and you're doing everything else. And then just for this one day, you discover that the hotel has a lap pool on like the 23rd floor and you go up and no one else is there and you do nothing and you just float yep. and you're like this is nice Yep, that's what this episode is yep I also have to say that Jacqueline is a very boring character and I can understand why they haven't used her very much because there's not a lot you can do with much, her there's really not much you can do apart from their emphysemic laugh yeah yeah <laughs> She wasn't as negative in this episode as when we last saw her. I think That's last true. time we wasn't saw her, it? she was a real bitch, wasn't she? The, um, well, Bart versus Thanksgiving, That's she was yeah, a real yeah. bitch. Yeah, like she was um, putting down everybody. Yeah. I'd like to say something nice, but, you know, my voice. Yeah, up, she's been yeah. ragging on everything. Yeah. So, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Um, I'm torn. My love for classic comedy says to go with the Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. impersonation. But I also really enjoyed Homer... And his delightfully upbeat, like with when Marge gives him the cake, like the special cake to destroy, he's like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the play it cool song. It's yeah. just a really nice moment between Homer and his dad. Yep. And a really cool kind of animation. Yeah, like little 70s inspired, but crossed with a 40s style suit. It was, yeah. yeah. It was very cool. I just liked when Grandpa gets it and Homer starts getting, he's like, he's proud of his dad. He's like, ooh, like I'm, I'm getting through yeah. To him. Yeah. New names for the episode. Yeah. What have you got? Don't laugh. Okay. Well, isn't that the idea to make them funny? <laughs> I've gone thrice age. Oh, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> Three people who are old. Okay. <laughs> and Bouvier's—that's real bad. Yeah. And Bouvier's old men, as opposed to grumpier old men. Okay. Well, I've gone with love geriatrically, so I think I win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's much better. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, trivia questions. Would you like to kick things off this week? I kicked yeah. off last week. Sure. What is beneath Maggie's room? Oh, it's one of my questions. It's the recorder with the microphone. Recording device. Yep. Yeah. yep. What are... Uh, hell? Is it Hal Roach? I would pronounce it her apartment. especially, where she lives. It's called Hal Roach. Yeah. Uh, where are they situated? Uh, is it near a cemetery? Or something? In the heart of the cemetery heart district. Of the cemetery. Yep. Oh, a cemetery district. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. So, I didn't read that properly, but I, I thought it said cemetery, but then I saw that it was two words. I was like, nah, that can't Lots be right. Lots of old people dying around there. Yeah. <laughs> What room in the library is always full of old people? Oh, I don't know. The periodical section. Oh, wow. Where was that sign? It wasn't a sign. It was what Marge says. Oh, okay. um, you should take it to the library or oh, something along yep, those lines. Yep. What are the names of Jacqueline Bouvier's friends that she mentions when they're going through oh. the photo album? Oh, um, you know, I wrote those down not as trivia, but because I wanted to look them up later. But Zelda Fitzgerald. Yep. There was a. a Nirvana song. Sylvia Plath. Is it Plath? i got got but it, yeah, Either or? Either, yeah. I can't remember the other Francis one. Francis Farmer. Francis Farmer. Yes. I was going to look those up to figure out how old those so were. So was I. Were. I forgot. <laughs> I'll do that while you while we fire up more questions. Okay, well, I'll ask another one to you. Okay. Then. How many cells are there? So, Roger Meyer Jr. is on the TV saying it's limited to this many. I'm not sure whether he says it, but it's written across the bottom of the screen. 300,000? 800,000. 800,000. Damn. Uh, Zelda Fitzgerald, born 1920, died 1940. Oh, that's um, that's F. Scott Fitzgerald's ah, wife. Okay. She, she died young. Poor so, thing. it's sort of like a Mr. Burns gag showing that how old she is. Yeah. And Sylvia Plath? But she was arrested for, what was it? Indecent exposure. Sylvia, Sylvia Plath also Plath? died really yeah. young. Yeah. She was a, a poet, um, born 32, died 63. And Francis Farmer. Just look that one up as well. Francis. I know they use that in the title of a Nirvana song, but that's all I know of it. <laughs> Frances Farmer, born, well, she had a longer life compared to them, but born 1913, died 1970. So that's another joke, like another element of that. All these women are long dead. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So, next question from you, Mitchell Who drew Snagglepuss? Oh, I did write, I'm not going to look, that's cheating. Um, it's HH. Yeah. Uh, Hick something, Hick, yeah. Highs. Yes, yes. Heis something Heisler Heisler yes who isn't a real person I tried to find who that was and it, okay. it mustn't be an animator because well I kept typing it and all it gave me was the Snagglepuss reference on The Simpsons yeah okay what do Grandpa's special dentures say We turn the uh, light off Kiss me Kiss me sweetie Kiss, kiss me sweetie What network I've given away half or oh, a third of the answer there What was the name of the program or what was the name of the network that the Troy McClure oh, I don't know. program? No it's idea. Impulse Buying Network. Ah, of course. What year did the Merryworth comic strip begin? Oh, no idea. Nineteen thirty-eight. Okay. What do I have two more. Cool. What color is Mrs. Bouvier's dress at the ball? Hmm. I'm gonna take a guess and say violet. Viol- well, I wrote purple, but That's, well, violet's you- closer to blue. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna give you violet. It's like the pale purple. Yeah. Is that not Violet? I don't know, is it? I thought Violet was like... See that Homer card right there on the wall? That's what I thought it was that colour there. <laughs> violet. That no, was Violet. Oh, yeah, no, that's... Sorry, that is closer to purple than I realised. Yep, I'll give you Violet. Okay, cool. I'll give you Violet. <laughs> What's the name of the band who... I'll also pl- question your sexuality for the fact that you didn't just say purple, <laughs> but that's fine. What's the name of the band playing at the ball? Oh, I didn't spot that one. Red Bream and his band of self-esteem. Okay, that's... Um... <laughs> Well, hey, you got to feel you got to feel good about yourselves and, and an acoustic guitar and a drum set is the way to do that. Um, now, this one you had to be paying real special mm-hmm. attention to, Dando, and much like our, how our friends that are listening to us today should be listening all the way through to the end of this episode. What first made Abe fall for Mrs. Bouvier? What f- so, he, does he say this? Mm-hmm. At what point does he say it? He says it over the end credits after the Simon and Garfunkel parody finishes. Oh, I didn't listen that one.
0: <laughs> I first took a fancy to Mrs. Bouvier because her raspy voice reminded me of my old Victrola. Oh, it was a fine machine with a vulcanized rubber listening tube, which you crammed in your ear. The tube would go in easier with some sort of lubricant like linseed oil or Doctor. Someway's. Vic- <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I never knew that existed Neither did I It's the first time I've ever heard it Just because I was still typing notes Can we tell people at home That I'm over here I'm dying over here by the way If you want to be If I sound like I'm crackling it. Crackling at some points, It's because yeah I'm dying Also I've got a couple more questions How many women said no to Mr Burns Before 130 became a, Nope Before he became a billionaire 129 Yeah so no. that person That jumps the gun on Family Feud this, Well that's how <laughs> That's how I got a question wrong On the um The fucking The Grant Denyer thing What was it called? But Grant, anything. That's family food. No, before that. The oh, thing Million Dollar went, Million Dollar Minute. That's what it was. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, jumped, I have to see that footage. I jumped the gun and was filthy. <laughs> I can just imagine your face too. You would have been so disappointed with yeah. yourself. What no, was, I was what disappointed. Was the, what was the question? I was oh, disappointed. Did you screw up? Did he laugh when you said the answer? He's like, heh, <laughs> No, no, no. Just, oh, you just pushed the button and he, he stopped just, asking it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just stopped. The The question was... Okay, here's, here's the replay. Um, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels recently announced Bing! Dumb and Dumb it, uh Dumb and Dumb and Two. Um, I'm going to have to go to the judges Floor guy comes out And starts talking to me While they're waiting for an answer <laughs> Just to distract me And keep me calm Comes back Incorrect Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels Recently announced They were working on the sequel To which film oh, Was the you- full answer To that question Ooh. I went, You son of a bitch <laughs> You know what I-, I didn't get angry at me I got angry at them for the fact that they could have edited that. <laughs> I was like, just they left it in. Just change no. I was like, just change the fucking question. I mean, clearly, I know the answer. If I know the name of the sequel, I know the name of the first film. But you said the name I of was the first like, film. Are you, are you guys aware of who I am? Like, do you know? Like, do you know my? <laughs> do work? you know who I am? <laughs> you could have just got up there and said movie, and I would have been able to answer <laughs> it. <laughs> what film does Chaplin do the bread roll dance scene in? Uh, the Gold Miner. Gold rush. Gold rush. Yeah, Sorry, the gold line. rush. Yep. <laughs> not for me. That was just a. That was a complete balls up. <laughs> My brain just went. People are going to expect you to get this right. <laughs> the pressure became too much. Uh, but yes, the gold rush. And what is Jacqueline Bouvier's favorite song? You can hear it, can't you? Um, Field of Noise by House of Pain. Nearly. It is Moonlight Serenade by Glenn Miller. Okay, it's close. Yes. <laughs> and. I don't even know if House of Pains, Sing Field of Noise, or if there is a song <laughs> called Field of Noise, but it sounded- <laughs> It sounds right. It sounded like the least appropriate thing that I could come up with. You can imagine with. Robin Williams dancing to it on top of the yeah, table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and facts about the episode was that originally it was going to be a misery parody. Where oh, grand- really? Where Grandpa was going to injure himself at Mr. Burns' property and get stuck there and think that Burns was going to come and find him and kill him. Jesus. Yeah. That's dark. So, the script was originally 85- uh, pages long, and because it was just too much, they said, nah, just cut that whole bit out of the story. Yep. Now, it was written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, directed by Wes Archer. The original air date was May 12th, 1994. Chalkboard gag. I will not retransmit without the express permission of Major League Baseball. What's mm-hmm. the whole thing about that? Because there's an episode where Bart is being watched by Major League Baseball. Was there? A, what, there must Something must have happened. I don't know the ins and outs, but I mean, that sort of warning was always shown to be like, you're not allowed to transmit this with or retransmit this without Express, yeah, yeah. With Express Broadcast. It'd be about, you know, you'd have to pay rights if you're going to... Maybe they were suing people for playing it in bars if they hadn't paid broadcast yeah, rights okay, or yeah. something. Would something I, I don't know the ins and outs, but someone out there... Something on those lines. This is a sort of question that Mike Trickorico Mike yes, would know York. the answer to. Yes. Yeah. And the cash gag was the family all run into to each other and the smash like glass. Mm. The episode kicks off with crusty... Making Sideshow Mel conduct the Monkey Town Philharmonic. Now, this is a pretty good pun. that, like, you know, the, the uh, Philharmonic. Yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah it's alright. That's, you know, it's simple comedy, yeah. but it's fun. I like how Mel is disappointed that he has to do it. He's embarrassed mm. by it. And then he just jabs the monkey in the yeah, eye. Just, just flat out stabs one. Yeah, I like, <laughs> well, you deserve to get attacked. I like that dude leaning over the fence at Clayton Oliver. Um, yeah. Carlton fan who, you know, just... It's like oh, it was an incidental contact. How do you make incidental contact with a sporting like professional who's inside the yes. playing arena? Like you don't incidentally lean a foot over the fence and poke somebody. I love the look on the old woman's face. I don't yeah. know what he said, but she's like, "Oh my!" Allegedly, <laughs> she is gobsmacked. We've got to tell listeners what happened. Yeah, it. oh well, quickly. Yeah, for people, everyone in Australia would know by now. But for people overseas, uh, there was an incident where one of our football players got a little bit close to the fence. Something was said by a member of the crowd, and rather than just walk away and shrug it off, the football player decided to front up, turn back to him, have a little bit to say. And there's great footage of an old woman, as Dando said, just gobsmacked, jaw (laughs) on the ground. She can't believe it. Allegedly, what was said was, if you touch me again, I'll fucking kill you. Really? Mm. That's amazing. Now, I don't know if that's true. That is 100% alleged. I can imagine that, because that old woman's face... It had to be something like that for her face to to do that. the fuck bomb. Yeah, exactly. The fuck bomb. (laughs) That's new. A fuck bomb. An (laughs) F-bomb. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't the actual word. <laughs> the old woman, if she was in this room right now, she would have gone. Oh, imagine doing that—like you're in a room full of kids, and you try to be pro- proper. Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> so as we said, uh, Mal deserved to get attacked, and it's just the family getting ready for Maggie's birthday. He's mm. Watching TV as Marge is preparing everything, preparing the food, makes the cake. Well, Homer actually prepared the cake, but he wrote Maggie. What, it's it's not McGacky's birthday? Yeah, they, oh. <laughs> they can't help but just keep eating the thingos, mm. and then Marge has prepared a cake for him to ruin. Yeah, which basically <laughs> looks like a fridge when you've got those alphabet things just scattered yeah. all over the yep, place. Yep, 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 I never Pat- understood the point of having just the alphabet on the fridge. So you could spell words when you're a kid. Yeah, but... I, I liked having multiple, so you could spell... Like, you know, you could write messages on the fridge. Yeah. I've got the Simpsons magnets from when I was a kid. doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> Patty and Summer then rock up and they're being their usual mean self. Hello to everybody except for Mm -hmm. Homer. And Jacqueline arrives with them. Maggie then arrives in her dress. Mm -hmm. How weird was it seeing her not in her blue pajamas? Yeah. Blue pajamas that she wears? It's like a one piece onesie. Onesie kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, it's short lived because she has soiled herself. (laughs) What smells? (laughs) Uh, Maggie apparently doesn't get along with the other babies, which is why they haven't invited other ones, yeah. so we get have the appearance from Gerald. The fa- I love this shot of Maggie just, like, clenching her juice box. <laughs> She's yes. a bitch. Well, I <laughs> thug feel life. like Gerald... Yeah, thug life, exactly. Yeah. Maggie, don't take no shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the birthday cake then arrives, and Maggie is very scared. When did we have a scene like this last time? Was it when oh, when Bart was imagining what the family would yeah, do when he gets back? Again, yep. the Thanksgiving thing. The... I kind of like the way that they were all drawn to look like cyclopses holding the camera, like mm-hmm. the big flash bulbs and that sort of thing yep. for what would, you know. Y- you never really think about that, but yeah, that's got to be terrifying from the perspective of a one- or a two-year-old. Like yeah. giant figures hovering over well, you. It's the only f- reason they did this, because they didn't add anything to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Speaking out for the little guys, is yeah. what I like about The Simpsons. <laughs> Maggie can usually hold her own, though. Given those a voice that do not otherwise have one. Grandpa and Jacqueline... Then argue. I don't know what they're arguing over. Are you going to keep saying Jacqueline? I I was about to ask you. Can I say Jackie, Jackie, Jacqueline? Anything normal? (laughs) Like just, I know that that's how Lovejoy pronounces it, but I think that's just because I call it Marge's mum. If you want to do that as well, say Marge's mum. It's easier. (laughs) So Grandpa and Marge's mum are then arguing. Mm. Uh, What was arguing over? All I know is that Bart makes fun of them at the end. He does a really good impersonation. Um. Sorry, it was just over different home remedies for how to stop Maggie's shakes. Yes. Yeah. 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 How good's Bart's joke? Yeah, get us some Smackless powder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun. Yeah. it's And that's a kind of cool moment where, like, they're arguing, but then they both turn instantly on. And, like, they become a united force when, like, hang on, there's a whippersnapper out there to be told off. They have some things in common. Mm. They're all at a dining table, and they're reminiscing about the time that Bart and Lisa did the song and dance at Lisa's third birthday. For Armor um, hot dogs. Great product placement. <laughs> I love Homer walking past with the sign. The sign, like, yeah, he's got it pre-made. Buy them. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that they did this to try and get free armor um, hot dogs, but they probably didn't. I've listened to a few commentaries. They said sometimes we did shit like this just to see if we would get some free stuff out yeah, of them, okay. and they never wrote, they never sentence. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool if that's what they were doing. I yeah. like. I thought it would have just been taking the piss out of product placement, but you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. You you, you are. Talk, like, when you don't get anything, then you say, ha, we're better than all of this. But when you get something, like, ha that worked. <laughs> yeah. And then they cut to the Chicken Tonight jingle. Something about a good jingle, isn't it? There is. They don't seem to make them anymore. No, I think we've discussed this before, actually. We were talking about Snappy Tom last, yeah, year, last episode. Someone tweeted, it's in 1984 <laughs> um, Snappy Tom link. Thank you very much for that. So, yeah. uh, the, the Chicken Tonight was very much another of its era. I never hear it anymore. No. It well, would still work. Um, I barely even see Chicken Tonight anymore. Yeah. Like For a while, that was the only sauce that you would cook chicken in. Yes. If you're cooking a stir-fry, Chicken Tonight. Yeah. I remember Chicken Cacciatore was a really good one. The flavour, okay, mm. yeah. Yeah. no never, never said it anymore. Well, I've never used it to Chicken Tonight, to be completely honest. I know mummies always have yeah. it. You, but you couldn't walk past it without singing it. It was one of those one of those jingles that was so infectious. Yeah. That comedy shows would, would like this, they'd... Crowbar it in and make a reference, and it would just get an instant laugh as soon as it happened. What would be your favourite jingle, top of your head, that you can block? Ver- What's the first one that comes to your mind? Mine was always the banana one. Oh, banana, banana, banana. I will go with. Vegemite songs are right too. I'll nah. enjoy it. I yeah. hate Vegemite, but I liked the song. It's too cutesy. Yeah. I guess. But I liked it. Golden Valley Gold with the Fantastic Four. How did that go? Um, I remember. I could visualise. I can only remember the end bit of that Goldburn Valley Gold, but I know that the journey to get up to it was really, really good. Yeah. I just don't remember how it went. Um, the one we were discussing last time was the oh, you know, pick apart, pick apart. We we're discussing that. Pick one. apart, pick apart. Don't leave that car just sitting on the um, <laughs> shelf. Come to pick apart. Wait, hang on. Where everything's. That's not it. <laughs> Don't leave that part, uh, part just sitting in the heap. Come to pick a part where everything's cheap. Yeah. Second-hand parts for second-hand cars from a door to a wheel to a ba, ba ba. And um, or 13, 30, 32. There used to be a great jingle for, of all things, an environmental cause. And it was, it was just trying to teach kids not to pollute. And it was, a little bit of litter goes a long, long way. Mother Nature is choking on it every day. Gotta do the right thing. It's your obligation and your planet will thank you for your cooperation. That reminds me of, i uh, the cuckoo side. Like, <laughs> God, yes, the McDLT. <laughs> that is the best jingle of all time. <laughs> Guys, if you've not done it, j- jump on YouTube and look up Jason Alexander. Doing his McDonald's ad for the McDLT. It just keeps going. Yeah. Crispy I the crispy cool guys lips. at work, they couldn't believe it. It's so goddamn great. <laughs> it's like two minutes of the most exuberant singing you will ever see. It's just when he's, he's just song and dance in the street, And they're, they're like, uh huh. Yeah. To everything he says. <laughs> Do you ever want this? Uh huh. So getting back to the episode. The- Whatever for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's just talk about jingles. New podcast, jingles. So. Don't get me started on television theme show intros. We should so do theme, a podcast about that. song, intros. Top 10 TV themes. Let's do that as a mm. podcast. Okay. And we'll do it tonight? Yeah, because I can reel 10 off the top <laughs> of my <day>. head. <laughs> let's just do it now. Let's not do it now. chip and Dale's rescue range. Uh, All right, where are Marge's we? mum is very sad to be leaving. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, we kind of get that thing where we see both Marge's mum and grandpa as being super old and super lonely. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, you know. I <laughs> would tries to push her next uh return to Christmas. Yeah, that's it right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or maybe or, Christmas. If not then Christmas. Yeah. Um I love you get the other kind of reinforcement of how old everyone is when when Abe gets like the firstly the realization and they always reinforce Matlock. Yeah. Like it's an old holy smokes, it starts in five minutes, step yeah. on it, then Abe runs onto the bus and is like, Hurry, each Matlock could be yeah. our last how <laughs> Marge is then with uh, Homer, and she says... I think it's in bed. She says that Grandpa and her mum both seem very, very lonely. Mm. But the, the way she says it, you know, it's you know, it's funny. They both seem so lonely. And Homer goes, you know what? That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little giggle. <laughs> uh, Marge suggests that they hang out more often. Now, the Ross Perot pamphlet. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the gag. I know who he is, but I didn't get what it is about harvesting old people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to try... So he's just a guy that built himself up from the ground and he sold his company recently for like $2.4 billion or something. Yeah, good for him. Tried to find some link yeah. between harvesting no, old people and this guy. I've got absolutely find anything. no idea. Outside of the fact that he himself is quite old, there doesn't appear to be much of a connection. Maybe there was a different Ross Perot somewhere. Like, Possibly. There might have been like David Wolfe or whatever the guy's name is that believes everyone's lizard people. Like Maybe it was just of that time. There was some nut job that would throw just a theory out that happens to have the, a, the same name. Yeah. Well, same sound. If you man. do know, mailbag or fourfingerdiscount.com.au would love to know. Mm. They go to pick up Marge's mum. I'll call her Mrs. Bouvier. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, can, I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all correct. They go to pick up Mrs. Bouvier and Grandpa runs in and gets Mrs. the wrong Bouvier, person. Mrs. Bouvier. yeah, yeah. Anyway. And they get the wrong person. I feel so sad for this old lady.
0: I'll be back in a jiffy. That's not my mother. I'll be back in a jiffy. Can I come too?
1: Oh. Marge doesn't even, not even make eye contact. No, <laughs> and, and Homer just wheels the window up slowly. Oh, and she knows it too. She's and just she just, like, just stays oh. there, like the poor doll. She can't go anywhere. Yeah, I know. She's been wheeled there. Now she's yeah. gonna. I no, hope Grandma takes her back. And then she's got to wait for an orderly to come and bring her back oh, in. Terrible. Feel so sorry for that woman. They then go out for breakfast. And Marge says that they got both got a lot in common. They both got done by the telemarketing scam. <laughs> oh, it's not a scam. You just give them your credit card numbers and see if one of them is lucky. Yes. How sad is it? What um, Marge's mum says though. I just did it to talk to someone. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there a, would be some old people like that. A lot of a lot of people that get scammed. Probably are like that. Yeah. yeah. They just they just enjoy talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's just nice to have a friend who's a prince. <laughs> From where? Uh, Nairobi will do. Yeah, that'll do. Mm. Nigeria. It's usually Nigeria, isn't it? It was for a really long time. Yeah. I don't know if they've caught on of that and now they've started changing. I've seen a few from South Africa of late. Like you know, my, um... Why don't they just say the royal family? All old people would believe that, wouldn't they? No. That, all old people know every member of the royal family. You've got to pick a country that they haven't studied before. Yeah, that's true. What, South, what they do with South Africa a lot is they'll kind of prey on middle-aged men It'd be like, you know, I'm a young, I'm 20 years old Princess. and here's a photo of me and I'm gorgeous and my dad owns a fucking gold mining company and I, you know, I've got $5 million that's owed to me. I'm a benefactor of it. I just need to be able to get over there. But to get to Australia and to get this released, I need $100,000. You mentioned a story once, that old woman that came into your bank. There's been a few over, over the years. There have been a few. Terrible. Yeah. It, it, it really is awful. Yeah. This is where we get your potentially favorite moment from the episode, but you want to be cliché the Charlie Chaplin impersonation. Mm. We can't really play the clip. No, we can't play the clip and we can't even really describe it. Like, it's just that thing of... Got the know, potatoes. And... Got the potatoes, pretends that their feet, does a little dance. And I love the animation he looks down. Well, he does it really well. Like, have you seen the original yes, Chaplin yeah, yeah, version? Yeah, 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 Like, this is a spot on. Yeah. The, the animator, yeah. animators did brilliantly yeah. of, of recreating it. But he's not allowed to though, is he? No, he's not. Bluehead lawyer makes sure. Bluehead lawyer it. comes in in, a, in quick, smart. Yeah, I represent the estate of Charles Chaplin. Really quick, given that at the time I think Charlie Chaplin was still in exile in Sweden for the fact that he was married to like a sixteen-year-old. But you know, whatever really? these things happen. Have you seen a photo before he became Charlie Chaplin? When he's just younger? Yeah, it's incredible. Does it doesn't it's, look? It's, it's just a person. When you say before he became Charlie Chaplin, before he became the Tramp. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it, unrecognizable from yeah from who he was. You never know. Tramp. Yeah. Grandpa and Marge's are then hanging out at her apartment, just looking through old photos, as you do. Mm-hmm. And she tells the story of how she once got arrested for indecent exposure, showing off something. <laughs> but Grandpa found it very sexy. Yeah, flap those gams. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a phrase that's going to be introduced into my uh, my marriage. I would dare to say that. All right then, <laughs> next opportunity I get, Rick and Ash would be like, "What's a game?" Probably. <laughs> Like, it's not offensive, but it sounds like it might be. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah, what exactly. I like. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Grandpa then pretty much tells her he thinks that she's sexy, or she was sexy at least. Anyway. Mm. Not, in as much, not in as many words, but no. yes. He reminds... What he says here is a really nice moment.
0: You know, you remind me of a poem I can't remember and a song that may never have existed and a place I'm not sure I've ever been to. You're so sweet.
1: Yeah, it's that thing of like, this is a feeling that possibly has never existed, but feels like it's always been there. Yeah. If that. Yeah. And then he realises that he's in love, but first- Oh, wait, it's a a (laughs) stroke. Great gag. Yeah. (laughs) No, wait, it is love. Send him out into the highway. (laughs) (laughs) Come back from commercial and Bart is watching the infomercial on, is it you say the infomercial, the Impulse Buying Network? Yeah. For the animation sales. Mm guaranteed to go up in value. Yeah. Now this is exactly what all of these ads used to be like and for as what, well. What would you buy for an informational? We've all done it. Um, I bought a set of muppet tapes. My mum <laughs> actually no, two and mash tapes. Two, yeah, mash. I got yeah. like I got a couple It's always on the afternoon. I got a couple of VHSs of Mash and Gargoyles. Really? Set. That's cool. Yeah, that was expensive as well, I think. It was the first one was cheap. Yeah, the first I, one was like 10.95. I think I, like it was a Christmas present or something, so they lashed out and got it. You know, whatever sort of subscription plan. Um But even as a kid, I was like, oh, I really feel <laughs> obligated to play with this a lot because I don't think that this is ethical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did you mean you got Gargoyle Toys? Had no. Longer. I think Gargle the, the show. No, the no toys. Oh, that's, like, that's cool. And it had like a little castle and that sort of thing that you could play around with them on. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. Remember the old, like, How My Body Works books and stuff like that? Uh, You mean, like, Hustler and Penthouse and that sort of thing? (laughs) No. Nice. (laughs) How My Barely Legal Body Works. (laughs) I I think that was the June issue. (laughs) Bart realises he needs $350 to Mm. buy this animation sale. So, he steals Homer's wallet and Homer steals the slingshot. I wish that gag had gone somewhere. Like, later in the episode, Homer uses the slingshot on Bart. Yeah, that would have been cool if... or. you've forgotten that Homer had taken it. Yeah. Yeah, like if in some way that had been recreated. Might be a funny yeah, way to sorry, end the episode or called something. Called back to who would have been good. But I do like that. <laughs> um, pardon me, not at all. <laughs> 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 How do you do, sir? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it would have been funny if Homer had used a slingshot to, to knock the mm. ring out of Bart's hand at the wedding. I suppose Homer didn't yeah, want them nah, to. Homer didn't. Re- yeah, yeah, I guess. It, it was cool that. um, It's two episodes in a row off the back of The Boy Who Knew Too Much where. Both Homer and Bart have thought that they're pulling one over the other one at the exact same time. And it'd be a great recurring gag if they could have thought of more ways to yeah. set that up. Just pushing the hair forward. Mm. <laughs> Stop what we're talking about right now and jump mm-hmm. back to the beginning of the episode because I realised there's a note that I forgot. In the very first scene where they were watching Krusty and Mel yep, and the, the, the Philharmonic, yep. did you notice that they were in the TV room that they're never in? I did notice that. The background was weird. Yeah, yeah. they had yeah like different shit hanging on, like photos and stuff hanging on the background. But the kitchen was right there. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the, it was kind of baffling geography. The lander was just designed wrong. Yeah. Existed almost purely for the joke of Maggie pointing to the credenza. Yes, yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out, because sometimes that comes up where people are like, Homer's in this room, and we never see this room. Well, here's a, here's a moment. Well, here it's one do. of the few times. Yes, yeah. Just needed Homer on the beanbag. That would have been everything. That would have been nice. So, Bart calls up and orders the cell. You can't, it, what was it? The bikini inspector, I think, is one of them or something like that. And then there's something else. Federal breast inspector? Something Did like that. Did that get in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Then he orders with his visor. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I mean, visa. Yeah. These his new dentures. <laughs> you say visor, I say visa. Let's call the whole thing off. Family are then at breakfast and Homer is very annoyed about his dad and her mum hooking up. Mm. And it makes sense because, as he says, they'll be brother and sister. That yeah. would be quite weird. Yeah, that'd be like full Jerry Springer. Yes. It's it's odd that Marge, I understand she just wants him to be happy, but don't hook your husband's dad up with your mum. It's yeah. weird. It is weird. Imagine explaining that. I never thought about it until Homer pointed out. I was like, this is really weird. Yeah. It's a little bit Dr. Demento, I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> Fry, his own grandfather. Yeah. With less time travel. Yes. Then Homer imagines that if they do become brother and sister, the kids will look like humans. Mm. They'll have no overbite <laughs> yeah, and no five fingers. That's a, a cool animation as well. Yeah. No, no over, no overbite was it olive skin. Yeah, olive and, skin and five fingers. fingers. Ah! What they would look like if they were yeah. humans, yeah. Then the delivery arrives for Homer Simpson, not Bad of course. <laughs> this, is, this proves that all comedy comes in threes. Yes, 100%. So, first of all, stop uh, sending letters to Frank Sinatra, is it? Yep. And then Bang. it's stealing golf, balls, stealing from golf the, balls from the driving range. And then Third you don't, one he wasn't going to get a punch. If you don't open the door, I can't give you your special delivery. <laughs> then has a look, says that it's real, and then poof, that's for making me wait. Punches a child <laughs> yeah. in the face. They, well, they all do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's then very very disappointed when that he actually be it. fun. What's that? Punching a kid well, in the like face. Like, just imagine if there was some real shit kid in your neighborhood. You just opened the door, gave him one in the nose. Not not enough to like. I think we've all wanted to hit. Not a kid enough to one cause point. serious damage or anything like that. But for no reason, like just to, just to leave him there stunned. Yeah, just just one. Hey, Billy. <laughs> Cold. It's like when you throw a ball at a kid's head. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good. <laughs> doesn't hurt
1: him, but it just knocks him away. It's a kid. Uh, for, for any parents that are listening, do kids still play brandy?
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office Kind of, but with a tennis ball, and specifically, oh, that, I never, it hurt too much. Specifically, with a taped-up tennis ball, yeah, where the sole goal was to hit someone as hard as you possibly <laughs> could with a ball. I hated it because I was I was a shit throw. My friends were great throws. Yeah, right. It was so great. I like if a, you got, I was the fat kid. If you got hit, you were out. But I like you could run around and ideally, it was, it's not like dodgeball where there was you know rectangles and that sort of stuff, and you couldn't go over a line. Just in the backyard, like you could chase someone down, be one foot away from them, and crack them in the back of the head as hard as as long as the ball left your hand that was it's all nice and legal but if they caught it you're out if they caught it you're out and there'd be nothing worse than you run up get that close get everything nice and aimed and then you miss them and break a a window which did happen on more than one occasion really yeah (laughs) it's all part of childhood in Australia (laughs) Uh, you know it's part of childhood in Australia. Slip and slides in summer. Yeah, we had a slip and slide. Yeah. They were a fucking death trap. Basically, yeah, a, when there's rocks underneath, a thin piece of tarp with detergent on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. It was <laughs> just washing detergent. Yeah. And <laughs> a pool at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so get if, if if the rocks underneath didn't get you, then the metal spikes that we used to bang it into the ground <laughs> would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got Yeah. What were we thinking? You know you know there wasn't slip any super slides these days would be like 3 feet above the ground to make sure you didn't hit any They'd blocks. be fully inflatable. Yeah. There'd be no water cuz of drowning hazards. <laughs> no water at all. You'd, you'd slide <laughs> I don't know into fairy floss. <laughs> a ball pit. And no slipping. It's a a polite walk and then um kneel down. <laughs> just just crawl. Walk and <laughs> Walking kneel. That's yeah. what it's called. <laughs> Alrighty, where were we up to? Uh, do, do you remember, to up the danger of the slip inside, they released one that was like you were um, sliding into a crocodile's jaws, do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. They usually had like a, a, a some sort of arch at the end. Yeah. And it, did you ever have the one where you put the hose in and it would fill up on the side and water was sprinkle out from the side yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, you kind of... It the- was like the special edition ones. Yeah. I think my dad actually might have just put nails in the side. <laughs> that <laughs> was how sweated. that worked. Nail holes, sorry. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not nails. It wasn't like... They're at the end. It wasn't death race. <laughs> De- death slip and slide 2000. Yeah. Alrighty. So Bart's had the animation cell delivered and he's very, very disappointed when he realises mm. that it's not itchy and scratchy, it's just Scratchy's arm. It's just an arm. Drawn by no one. Yes. It's worth nothing. <laughs> Did you think the comic book guy's voice was off in this episode? Well, oh, Maybe slightly different. Mm. This is a gag here, by the way, when Bart is disappointed with the cell that they've never done before, and I don't think they ever do since. Mm. And it's kind of funny. And it makes sense that Nelson is saying ha ha to Bart. Oh yeah, right. Having out of body experience. Yeah, it's like yeah, that that was really funny. Like you I think, think it's I've, just... never, I've never I don't remember that gag at all. Like you think it's just Bart's imagination that he's yes. imagining Nelson do it, but then to cut to the quickie Mart and have him writhing on the ground, brilliant. Yes. Yep. And the poo doesn't care. It's just yeah. bad for business. Yeah. <laughs> a kid dying on the floor. Grandpa is then preparing for his date with Marge's mom, Mm -hmm. And we get the classic Play It Cool song. Yeah. Now what you gotta do, if you wanna get a kiss,
0: is act real smooth and make your move like this. (sighs) (sighs) Oh, I see. So if I take your advice and make your patented move, then my chances for love will slightly improve. (laughs) <laughs>
1: very nice moment, as I mentioned earlier in the into the songs in the cave of Springfield, this song. Yes, yeah. For, for hardly even really being a song. Like, not one that you think of as being one of the Simpsons show tune type, you know, showstopper songs. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. There's some tracks on that CD that aren't even songs. They're just talking. Yeah, there are a couple. Yeah. Um, amendment to be... I mean, if if a Happy Birthday Mr. Smithers can get on that CD, anything yeah. can. Speaking of Smithers, we're about to get some great Smithers moments. Yes. Coming up. This is one of my... This is actually almost as as much as I've ever liked Smithers as for, for as purely for comedy. It's funny because Marge doesn't want them to get together because she hates mm. Burns, and Smithers doesn't want to get together because he loves Burns. Yeah. I like that Grandpa freaks out at the end of the song, so he's like- Yeah, he's, play it, cool, ready. then sees it. <laughs> it freaks out and runs, yeah. <laughs> I love the, the animation too on Grandpa, when he, before that song where he's talking about how he's going to kiss her, like, uh, oops, I'll kiss her like a mule, eat, apple? mule eating an apple, it's just just tongue everywhere and dentures flying Horrible. all over the place, which is how I imagine old people kiss all the time. You would assume so. I don't- Sorry. There's I'll, no dentures I'll anyway. clarify. I don't imagine that old people will kiss all the time, nor do I imagine that old people kiss all the time. But when I imagine old people kissing, that is how and I am And you're imagining it right now. I am now, yes. <laughs> Does it look like a mule eating an apple? It looks like a, a three-toed sloth. I was thinking sloth as well. Yeah. Um, like a walrus. With a calippo. Without the tusks. What? With a calippo. Like oh, the, the icy poles? The bottle. little tube icy poles that you kind of had to get out with you. And what you, about a sunny boy? Because you had to kind of like suck it. To sunny get boys are bigger. Yeah, no, no, no. Sunny boys were easier to squeeze out there. Yeah, like true. a calippo, you needed to get your mouth action in there and then you'd kind of get your tongue in the sides where you'd get like the little bits of melty bit. It would break off halfway and you're like, oh. Yeah. Anyway, that's what old people kissing <laughs> is. See you guys next week. <laughs> so they arrive at the ball. Buy but- wallets. <laughs> Before we see them at the ball though, but is taken to sale to a comic book guy, and we mentioned before that snake yep. it's worth nothing. No frowning in my store. It gives him the Merryworth phone. Yep, as a repl- as, that's the only thing he's going to give. Any him. idea who she is? She's a comic strip. Oh, that's, that's sorry, that's what that was about. Thirty-eight. When... Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Because when you asked me that question before, I was like, "What the hell? Comic strip was that? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't remember that being mentioned." Merryworth is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa and uh, Mudge's mom were then at the dance, and she mentions at Moonlight Serenade is a favourite song, which mm-hmm. I thought was really nice that Grandpa remembered this and played it at played the wedding. At the wedding yeah. yeah. Shows that he cared. Grandpa then goes in for the kiss. Shows that he remembered something. Yeah, that's That true. in itself. Yeah. Like, this love is... That's re- how much she means to him. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's reversing Alzheimer's. Yep. Grandpa... And, and the fact that he learnt how to play it as well. Oh, yeah. I did not even really... Occur to occurred to me that he was the one playing he was it. Playing like, it, yeah. yeah. Phantom in the Opera style. Goes in for the kiss... But Mr. Burns steps in. I just said Phantom in the Opera. Sorry. I Doesn't just matter. realized No, it, it matters to some. So <laughs> Phantom at the Opera, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Phantom goes to the Opera. I think that's what the original title Ernest was. Goes Ernest goes <laughs> to the Opera. Mr. Burns steps in. Mr. Burns is an absolute dick in this entire episode. But I've never seen Well, said... not so much at the beginning. Like we're just cuts in for a dance. That's that's common common play. But he he steals her. Yeah, but, people, you know, it's a show of dominance. Did you think it was very- And frankly, he deserves it, the way he danced. I know. I was going to say, have you ever seen birds dance like this no, before? it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really got, it's got cool. pizzazz. Yeah. Gets a dance circle going. Yeah. Which I've only ever seen happen naturally once in my life. He's like a jock in this episode. A, a little, little bit, He's like yeah. the bully he's jock. He's the old version, old man's version of a jock. He's not using his money to, get, to win it over. He's just no. badass. Yeah. Yeah, he's using proper charm and charisma. Yeah. And for no evil intent either. This is, that's another thing. Like he just genuinely likes this person. Yeah. Do you So poor form on uh, her mum's behalf to just go with grandpa and then just bail, not talk to him anymore. Nah, floozy, <laughs> hussy. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, the th- it's it's just that thing of taking what happens at every high school dance and applying it to eighty year olds. There's always some lame kid that goes and like, doesn't know how to dance, and then the cool guy comes over and starts dancing, and then goes home. And what's uh, what's McFly's dad Lame guy goes on To just host a Who's McFly's dad Goes on to host a Simpsons podcast In his, <laughs> in his 20s um, George George McFly Yes mm. Hey Beth Bang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So grandpa's very Annoyed that Mr. Burns Has taken his woman And he's going to give him The frowning the fr- of a lifetime <laughs> the frowning of a lifetime Which does nothing Which is exactly what I would do <laughs> Yes <laughs> It does absolutely nothing Walks out Oh Monty you are the devil What Who told you yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice gag. Then she leaves with him, as we said, and Grandpa dejectedly walks home. Mm. Which is uh, so. This is now blue haired Lawyer comes back, and we're he's doing a Jimmy Durante impression. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what form of Jimmy Durante. I don't know if I've ever actually he's, seen. he used to say this at the end of his TV show. Ah, right. It's good it, goodbye, Mrs. Whoever, wherever you wherever are. you are. Yeah, okay, and you walk out the door. Yeah, gotcha. It would have been nice if Rove added that to his say hi to your mum for me wherever she is. <laughs> <laughs> At a touch of class. <laughs> then Grandpa says, well, how about I just lay in the gutter and die? Would you be happy with that? Flicks through. This <laughs> yeah, Flicks I like that. The, the sound effect of the paper. Yeah. Yes, we would. Come out from commercial and Burns is very happy that she said no to him. Mm. Shows that she doesn't want him for his money. Yeah. And now he's, yeah, he's in love. And I'll let you elaborate on Smithers here. Well, just Smithers. Smithers insta- well, Smithers even before that, just as he opens the car door for yeah. her. Yeah. So, mm. Like, he just doesn't like where this is headed Burns is what, over the moon though here yeah, everyone, he's over the everyone moon. who's what's, had true love he sends him home what's brilliant about Smith is, is he holds it back but then he still helps like he can't bring himself not yeah. to be the yes man so Burns trying to write his love letter which oh, like I feel so sorry for him here what was um re-delineation of romantic attentions mm, too sappy <laughs> <laughs> Um oh sorry yeah and then we also get him sending everyone who's found true love may go home and one Single guy <laughs> so sad <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But cut back to, to Smithers, who delivers beautiful words. And you can tell, like, when you're watching it, he's clearly talking to Burns without Burns realizing yeah, yeah. it. It's like, that's, you know, had to think of that. That's what I wrote to you on your that. I, excuse me, I have something in my eye. <laughs> he's so Smithers by this point, isn't he? Yeah. Marge then feels very bad for Grandpa because she wanted, her, uh, wanted Grandpa to not be lonely anymore. Mm. And now he is. This is when Mr. Burns arrives to pick her up. And Mr. Burns can't remember who Homer... Well, Marge and Homer actually don't know if it's Mr. Burns at this point. No. Homer just knows that it's a, a crooked old billionaire. Yeah. So we need to look after so him. So we need to look after him and yeah. be really nice to him. Yeah. And then, as you said, Smith is getting great revenge when Burns can't remember who Hell they what are. What is this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why, it's Fred Flintstone and his lovely wife, Wilma. Oh, and this must be Little Pebbles. Mind if I come in? I brought chocolates. Never, never do.
1: <laughs> and then Homer with, like, you know, Marge, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what Marge's line is because I laughed too ho- much at Homer's response, that's right, money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the thing is here, now Marge is the one that doesn't want them to get yeah. right? and Homer does because of the money. Oh, that's Sorry, at this point, Marge is still trying to accept that ma- if he makes her happy, then that's more important. Kinda. Yeah. She's just, she's, she doesn't like a, it, though. It's against what she wants, yeah. but she's trying to go that, like, well, I guess it's it's not for me, it's for her. Now, Bart pulls out the old Tyrone Vickery here. <laughs> 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 the old extortion yeah. racket <laughs> yeah. works a charm, though. Yeah, if only Tyrone had stuck to mustard and tomato sauce and did death threats, not set chain king and death threats. <laughs> so he threatens to shoot Burns with mustard if he doesn't give mm. him the three fifty. It's quite clever for Bart here. It is very illegal. It's a ge- Quite clever. Is it very illegal? Oh well, extortion. It's extortion. Sorry, it's extortion. <laughs> yes. He's not, okay. he's not killing him. He's just going to squirt with mustard. I, I just thought, like, just the just the sense of squirting condiments on yeah, someone yeah. in the privacy of your own home i'm not sure if that in- is entirely illegal and if it is then you know come and arrest me because every night i get out the worcester <laughs> and, and the barbecue or brown sauce if you're living in england Did you ever put it in a gun though uh i put it in a super soaker 3000 that would be awesome i just for added suspense what i do is i make my victim pump You make them pump it, now stand there Yeah, exactly It's like making them blow their own gun you know what's coming, don't you? Dig your own grave Keep pumping (laughs) Digging your own grave So, I thought here too, by the way This is one of Bart's most badass moments Because he follows through Yeah This is the threat I love Burns. He shoots him You wouldn't have the guts (laughs) Here, take it all The footage of them both with one to their head Yeah (laughs) And the fact that, like, you know, obviously Bart's not going to give a shit. No, what does he care if his clothes get sauce on it? His, his mum tomato. will wash them. He's got three fifty, and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Did you notice the animation error though? I hate to point these out, but they both had tomato sauce in them by the end. Both had ketchup oh, in them. Really? They're both red. Oh, in the guns. Yeah. Right. Okay. I was. I didn't look at that. I was. But like, Burns's jacket stayed yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank didn't you. they start that way? I thought it was just like a red plastic. Therefore, it gave a red tint. Oh, he could be right. I never thought about that. Because I thought like the first time he actually pulls the guns up that they were both the same color. Ah, uh, he could be right again. Okay. Yeah, probably wrong. Grandpa was then very sad. And it was this was nice that his friends tried to help him. Mm. They put a woman in a cake, but she died. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the best camera angles, like looking, best looking camera down. choices. Yeah, looking, looking up, looking up say, from yeah. the cape at Jasper looking down. It's just, uh, Better call the nurse. Better call the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to help anyway. Yeah. Burns... And Marge's mum then at Luigi's, and this there wasn't much to this scene at all. It was uh-huh. just having Luigi yell out mean shit again. Mm-hmm. Bart then tells Homer about the cash. You know, he, he said that you know I spent the money, but here I've got it all back. Homer doesn't quite understand the logistics of this. No, so he's getting money back that he lost. Yeah, but he, thinks but he, he just, just thinks expensive. it's free money. So he's now down seven hundred bucks, but he's happy. This is one of my trivia questions. I must have Buying the, over it, uh, Nightline transcripts. Yeah, how something? many of them? 75? 70, Yeah, 70. close enough. Burns, then, rushing things, proposes to Marge's mum. Yeah. Twice. Not rushing Yes. <laughs> she swallows the first ring. pulled a backup ring. Yeah. <laughs> and put it in the fondue from yeah. the look of it. Marge is extremely angry. She can't believe that she would accept his proposal mm. so soon. He's mm. just a terrible man. And we get a Judge Reinhold reference yes. here as well. Yep. Compared to Mr. Burns, he's a, ju- like, he's a regular Judge Reinhold. I don't know who that is. Yeah. What's it's funny-, funny that she doesn't understand What's it. funny about that is that, like, you know, in nineteen ninety. Four Four Okay so Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 Had been out by this point he was a, He'd been in a lot of movies by that yeah. point Yeah so as an old person You're like Who's Judge Reinhold But you watch that now And anybody really Outside of Arrested Development Beverly Hills Cop fans Is going to be like Who's Judge Reinhold Yeah I guess so <laughs> he's, But everyone would know his face though Yeah definitely yeah. As soon as you see him Yeah He's sort of like the I, uh, know, I know and love who J- Judge Reinhold is he He's sort of like uh, Who's the dude from Men on the Moon Short fat guy Paul G. Marty Paul, Paul G. G. Marty, Marty. I think a lot of casual people wouldn't know Paul G. Marty by name, but oh, they'd no. look at him. But and they'd him they'd the know his face. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were trying to say that Judge Reinhold looked like no, Paul no, no, G. Marty. No. <laughs> what? Maybe in twenty years' time. <laughs> well, <What? laughs> he's <laughs> going to shrink. <Yeah. laughs> Who does G. Mighty look like a skinnier Danny DeVito, uh, a shaved badger? Would <laughs> <laughs> be <laughs> poor badger. <laughs> so, as we said, she has accepted his proposal, and Grandpa just can't believe he's beside himself. So, but at least he has more time to read things on the ground. And he picks mm. up a wrap-up for a latex condom. <laughs> a latex condom. <laughs> I'd like to live in one of those. Then he sees um, Marge's mum trying on her wedding dress, and that would just kick him in the guts. That'd be just... Mm. If you were in his situation, how depressing would that be? Oh, yeah. Like, just gut-wrenching. Going from love of your life, a week later, she's now marrying someone that you hate. Yeah. Well, and we don't know this yet in the series, but someone who he would genuinely hate because they're part of the Flying Hellfish together. Well, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Like... It, as much as that, yeah. Maybe that's... maybe It would have been great. Maybe if that's had... why Burns was trying to get her. Because yeah. he... Yeah. He has Hello. a better against him. Fan theories. Yes. I like that. <laughs> the wedding ceremony. Straight into it. No rushing at all. Nobody is on Mr. Burns' side of the church except for... Is it a Nazi? Uh, yeah. It's like a German Kaiser. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Marge and Smithers are both annoyed. That- could you move? nine? Yes. I'll let you elaborate. So, Marge and Smithers are both... They kind of do It's not bad Yeah so, For listeners I've just brought up a photo of a badger In one of Paul Giamatti And it's a lot closer Than what you would have originally as thought Has he voiced a badger? Not that I'm aware of No well, I who, think... who voiced the badger in that One about the The Wind in the Willows No 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 It was it came out like 10 years ago Over the Hedge Over the Hedge that? yes but I don't think that Paul Giamatti's ever done any voice work Okay I could be wrong It's a wonder What were you going to say? You wanted me to talk about something So imagine Smithers At the wedding They're both disappointed Oh yeah so we f- get the graduate Oh sorry in a moment, we get the graduate. Marge and Smithers, just both, like, we both get the, or we get from both of them mm, as they both walk down, but they're both going along with it for the same thing of yes. like, well, if it'll make my boss happy or if it'll make my mum happy. Yep, yep. Burns has just been an absolute dick throughout the whole wedding. And at this point, Marge's yep, mum can trying see. Trying to hurry things along. She can Mar- see this probably isn't the right yeah. decision, but it's too late now, I guess. She's yeah. probably thinking. Well, I think at first she's in denial. Like, the yeah. first time Marge elbows her, she's like, I know, I know, but it's yeah. okay. And then sees him be a dick to Bart. And then. Then we get Mrs... Oh, then She thinks it's... He then thinks. he cracks it about the music on her favourite song. Yeah. And I think that's like the tipping point of like, well, this is not the man for me. No, but, not at all. But then we don't really say that happen on camera because we get the shot up to Abe giving it the... Mrs. Bovee! Which is... Uh, th- that's a reference to the graduate yeah. where Dustin Hoffman comes in to stop the wedding. Yeah. And then they're running out, getting onto the bus and driving off with and a look on their shot. F- yeah. That look on their face of well now what do we do? Yeah. Well that's just happened. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Which is beautiful in the graduate and here, undercut by turn off that racket. Yes. <laughs> do you think this was a good ending to the episode? Mm. Yeah. It was uh, fitting. Cause I don't think you, you could have, have a you couldn't have a stay with either of them, either of them. No, and it's one of the better movie parodies yes. that they've ever done. Yep, yep, yep. So overall, final thoughts on the episode? Yeah, like like I said, I, I really liked it. It's a very different episode. It's not what we've come to expect from this season, but it's a just a nice, refreshing, solid view. Yep, and one that I'd recommend. Like, you, I would think most people would be like us that it wouldn't be one it's that one stands to out. A sort of avoid, not avoid, but if it was un- I'm like, eh, not watching this. Yeah, because you don't really think of what's in it, but there's yeah. there's a lot. In there that just keeps you smiling yep. the whole way through and la- obviously laughing, but like you know, it's it might not have some of the greatest moments of comedy that the series has ever had, but it's a just, genu- it's a consistently funny episode, keeps you chuckling the whole way through. And it's like a Marvel film, stay to the end of the credits. Yeah, exactly right. You get a little bonus gag at the end. Yep. What do we learn, Palmer? So, what would you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that Charlie Chaplin is much more litigious than I ever would have thought. I learned that the bluehead haired lawyer's going to knock on his door at any moment with all the impersonations you do on the show. Mm. The mail. The mail is here. Ooh. So now it's time for the mail bag. I've got a couple mm. of questions that people sent through on Facebook this week. Hit me but- up with those, because I don't have them in front of me. Okay, well, the first one's from a guy called Connor Townsend. He says, Hey boys, love your work. Makes the work, day go a lot faster. Just wondering if you found any of the Treehouse of Horror episodes genuinely scary. For me, the episode where Flanders becomes aware of, which I think is Treehouse of Horror 10, uh, always got me as a kid. So did anything as a kid ever... Um, I reckon the-, the-, the first time I ever saw it, the... The Nightmare on Living Okay Nightmare sorry, on, nightmare on Everg- Evergreen, Evergreen Terrace, Terrace. Yep. That One Probably For The First Time Like But Um Mo Mo Jesus Who Am I Talking Willy. About Willie On Fire Was A Genuinely Frightening yeah. Image Yep Like The The First Part Of That Freaked Me Out When I Was Younger The Thing And I Used To Get Me A Bit As A Kid When He yeah, Was Running Through yeah, The yeah, Air yeah. Vent Yeah That's That's True Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it. The thing and I've kind of gave me, I reckon it would have got me in the same way that Goosebumps books got me. Yep. Like, it started my imagination of like, oh, what if? And if I was at someone's house and there was an attic there, then I'd be like, oh, hang on. Or if you could see out the window at night, you're like, oh, someone could be looking at me through the window. Yeah. Yeah. So, the thing that I was my um, yep. Also, we got a message from Laura Lalia. She says, hey guys, I've never been mentioned already, but did you guys ever go to the Fox Studios in Sydney during its heyday? And did... To do the back lot tour. There was a Simpsons area you could visit where they aired Bart versus Australia with an alternate ending. We do know about this. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it before. I mentioned it in the book. But she says she gives us a bit of an enlightenment on what Did you it actually mention is. the alternate ending? I think you. I you... don't know. I didn't know what it was. Okay. Because I was going to say, you've spoken about the Simpsons ride that had some exclusive animation and stuff like well, that. Well, that. that. that's pretty much the same thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 But she says he apparently that it ended up with them out at sea with the koala. Right, okay. That we don't see. So, like, maybe the helicopter's crashed or something. And Possibly, ended yeah. Up. I don't yeah, know. right. But if there's anyone that's been there and knows what it was, let us know, because I would love to know. It's one of those things that's always puzzled me. Mm. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> the alternate ending to Bartmast. That kind of shit should be on the DVD. Yeah, it should be. What the hell, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, although, I guess if it was only done for the studio or something like that, maybe they never kept the animation... Sorry, like, as it if it was only done for Simpsons Studios in Sydney. Like, it might have just been a little thing that they did and shipped off and didn't worry about. I feel like back in the day, when they were making The Simpsons, they didn't think that in 20 years' time, people are going to be interested in this shit. So, like, the deleted scenes and storyboards, that kind of stuff. Hmm. For ex- one thing we'd love to see, that Albert Brooks takes for Hank Scorpio. That yeah. That probably oh, just got shit. thrown away somewhere. I would love that. You know, that probably just got thrown away somewhere. Yeah. Release it as a podcast. Yeah. Just as a two-hour download of audio only. Release it as a DVD. There's visuals. I would buy the shit out of that. Even if there's not. Just a still image of Albert. <laughs> yep. She also mentions <laughs> like those really bad YouTube videos where people just have audio and think, what I'll do is I'll put a, Change sli- still I'll put a slideshow minutes. on this <laughs> and that'll hook people yes. in. She also says, absolutely loving the podcast. Brings me right back to my childhood when you guys talk about VHS and Foxtel. So that's pretty much what yeah. our book does as well. well. I'll tell you a- what, I'll I'll throw another childhood reference at you for uh, at you for you. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's know. how we all used to speak in the nineties. Push pops, hey, when are they going to come back?
0: I think they are back.
1: Well, I haven't seen one for a while, and I certainly there's a jingle. Don't push me, push a push pop. That's a slogan, not a jingle, but or catchphrase.
0: Eh, I
1: guess. But they were good for people <laughs> outside. Again, I don't so know. Somebody got to the bottom at the end. I feel like that was actually a really Australian ad, so that mustn't have been anywhere else. It was a push pop was a lollipop basically that had a cylinder that it would disappear back into and you would push it from up the bottom <laughs> and delicious candy would come out the other side <laughs> which i f- which and i feel at this point i should remind all listeners of the podcast over 40 to make sure you book in for your regular prostate check yes but uh, they would have two kids fighting in a playground and one would push the other one and he'd go don't push me push a push pop and then he'd pull his push pop out and he'd push the push pop up and then suddenly everyone was wearing cool sunglasses and tie-dye t-shirts and kind enjoying like, push pops like when the old people drink buzz cola yeah yeah it's exactly like that yeah the only problem was when you got near the bottom of it you were just sucking plastic yeah like it was 90 percent plastic and a tiny little bit of candy left you try and like bite it off and mm. yeah I just thought of a good jingle, Caramello Koala. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's real laid back. But don't spoil them all. No, because this. Oh yes, we're gonna do a podcast. Yeah, no, oh, we're doing TV themes, aren't we? TV themes slash jingles. Maybe like, two, you know two different I, ones. You know, I like to have a ju- a, a dovetail. We have to, we have to pump out the uh, the content for the patrons this week. Yeah. or this month. So we'll do two different ones. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you got any questions for me? That was the two that came through on Facebook this week. All right. Rebecca Kennedy writes in mm-hmm. and then later tweeted in saying, Hey, guys, I wrote in and you have not oh, answered yeah, it. I saw that. And you're breaking my heart by <sighs> not answering it, so please answer it. So, Beck, I apologise. Um, three-week binge listener, first-time caller, I guess now that's... Um, I'm going to have to add a week to everything, but yeah. at the time of writing, have found the podcast three weeks ago, I have now listened to everything... Okay, so she firstly she wants to assure us that the phrase taking the piss, as an Irish listener and native, she can tell um, that a lot of that slang is used in Ireland, so taking the piss. So it's not a surprise. Like, as in, for the most part, for listening to the podcast, she's never heard any words and gone, I don't know what they mean. Okay. Which is good, because yeah. I do occasionally worry that we get a little bit too colloquial for- It just separates us from the masses, though. There's a lot that separates me from the masses. <laughs> and, you know, frankly, that facial hair's not doing you any favours. So, <laughs> um, but- the way we speak, at the very least, is fine. the 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 masses should be understanding from what I understand from from what Beck is saying here. Um, anyway, she absolutely loves the show. Uh, it's reminded of how much she loves the Simpsons. She never gets to watch it these days, which is really really cool. Now, in relation to our last episode, the boy who knew too much, and apologise, Beck. You obviously sent this wanting this to be read out at a time that it was topical. But you know, hey, whatever. It's uh, it's four finger discount. And that's how we roll. Her favourite quote from that episode was Bart, which is, Lise, you're you're talking to Cucumber Boy, as in, cool as a... Mm. So, she had a habit of telling her friends that she thought it was an unnoticed gem until she told one friend and she laughed. Uh, Hilarious, right? I asked her, thinking she'd finally found someone that got along it. And her friend just went, no, it's hilarious how funny you think that is. (laughs) Which is a bit of a slap. Yeah. but she knew then that she could spread laughter and joy by laughing at the most ridiculous things. So she's taken that as a positive and moved on Good and up and through the world. Well done, lassie! And so was that a question or just a, a story? All of no, it's just a story more yeah. than anything. I, we do have some questions, but I just I had promised that I was going to read that yep. out. Luke Sinclair has written in. I was asking about the movie where money was flying around tying stories together. This was back on Boy Scouts in the Hood. It's going oh, yeah, back yeah, a really long time. It's called Twenty Bucks. Um, it's got Steve Buscemi, Christopher Lloyd, Elizabeth Shue, William H. Macy, and David Schwimmer. How can that be a bad movie with that cast? Especially David Schwimmer. It just <laughs> proves that people, like, there are a lot of people that don't know what they're doing. Because you give that cast to Christopher Nolan, he's going to churn out an Academy Award. You give that same Tarantino cast... or something. Yeah, you give that same cast to Yui Bowl, and, you know, 20 bucks is yeah. what your result is. Uh, so, thank you very much for riding in with that one, Luke. Okay, Timothy Wilson writes in, and this isn't necessarily a Simpsons-related question, but that's fine. We'll, we'll answer this one. Um, firstly, he's a committee and member, member, regular music. Sorry, what? Hold on. <laughs> he's a committee member and regular music director of Gilbert and Sullivan Opera Victoria. So it's always great when we take notice of the GNS references, especially when we take the effort to get it correct. In Cape Fear, he says he totally would have unsubscribed if we'd mistaken the Mikado for Miss Saigon. Well, well sir. Not those would never do that. Not those as cultured as a we. I love all of Gilbert Sullivan's work. Especially the Nutcracker Suite. I think that's one of their best. And Phantom of the Opera was a good one as well. Hey? 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 Hear that unsubscription? Did you say of? Don't subscribe. don't unsubscribe yet, sir, because I haven't got to the end of your email. <laughs> um Given what we'd said in Deep Space Homer about worrying that we'd never be hired for a Gilbert and Sullivan show, we wanted to put our mind at ease and let you know that we'll always be welcome to join the shows. And if you can't sing, he will personally coach me himself. So, I could be, like, not far from now, giving it a three little mates from school, are we? Which will be a hell of a lot of fun. You have to... <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I could do... Wearing Tom Landry's hat. I could do the entire score of the HMS Pitiful. Wearing a mop. Yeah. And he himself has I'll just sit there with popcorn it. and hand you the flowers at the end. And it's clearly to his credit. Anyway, um, the question is, being a uh, me being a Hawthorne fan, you being a Geelong fan, yep. during the Hawks, Cats dramas of 2008-13, to 13, was the podcast in, ever in danger? Now, the short answer to that, no, because we hadn't started then. But <laughs> let's cast our minds back, and would it have been in danger during that period? Did you ever lose any Hawthorne friends? No, No? at the end of the day, it's just football. Yeah, okay. I didn't lose any Geelong friends, but I have to say there were a few that I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to listen to you talk about football anymore. Because it just... A lot of fans, I don't think you're one, but a lot of them had a massive chip on their shoulder for the fact... Like, Hawthorne of our weight, for people that don't follow football were an up-and-coming team who won a premiership probably two or three years earlier. The Bulldogs than from last year. Similar, but that's not going to help for people that don't follow yeah, football. True, yeah. So they're an up-and-coming team that won a premiership three maybe even four years ahead of what their kind of expected schedule was going to be they won it against dando's team who had only lost one game for that entire season like Mm. that was so far and away the dominant team of the year they'd already booked their celebration party yeah but then they lost it on the day and a lot of cats fans did not take that well at all and still to this day like we've got a legend of our club luke hodge who's about to retire who was the best on ground on that particular day we probably wouldn't have won if it wasn't for him not even probably. We wouldn't have won if he wasn't on the field that day. He was that influential. There are still people now that will, you know, can't handle Luke Hodge. But even Brad Scott, who's the Geelong coach, was saying that Chris his Scott, Chris Scott. Sorry, even Chris Scott, who is the Geelong coach. Was saying just last night in the wake of Hodgie's retirement that his influence was still felt now. Like there was, or for four or five years after that, there were players that would remember the way he played against them, and would be determined not to let that happen again. So that's yeah. But no, as as Paul, Paul Chapman actually said true to his word, he says as long as I'm playing in mm, that team, we will not lose to Hawthorne once again. Yeah, and he never lost to Hawthorne ever again. No. Never won when it mattered either, but that's not the point. <laughs> but, um, but no, our friendship would have been fine. And should Hawthorne and Geelong have... I, I'm certainly not putting any more cheeseburger bets on this weekend because no. that was pretty brutal last time. I think time. Hawthorne will win this week. I'd if no, do if it they, for Hodge. If they can't win this week, then they'll never, they're never going to win. Like, you, you, well, that's not true. Against, <laughs> against Geelong, that's a ridiculous against, statement. Against Geelong, what could motivate them more? Then Hodges 300. Well, yeah, there's motivation, but then there's also a question of talent. And I think you guys have got a better side right now. So, I don't think, hopefully. Ta- talent they'll... plays a... This year is just weird, though. It is. It's one of the most baffling seasons yeah. of all time. You could be the most talented team. Mm. I mean, Hawthorne nearly beat the top team last week. It is confusing. Yeah. There's there's no such thing as a football expert this no, year. No, not at all. Because it's all bets are off. What is this question? That is question. Yeah, right? that was a question. Okay, cool, yeah. How, how's our friendship when it comes to Hawthorne-Geelong rivalry? I'm married to a Geelong fan, so it's not like I can't switch off. And I actually like the team. I don't... My only issue is that I prefer Geelong as a town when the team is not doing well. I like it when everyone's kind of walking with their head down a little bit and the place has just got rain clouds over it. When everyone's all up and about and every business... Like, Geelong is... It likes to think that it's a big town. It really, really does. But as soon as the football team does well, every business starts putting up, like, Go Cats banners and that sort of shit in their front shop windows. Like, Ballarat. Yeah, exactly. Or, or smaller than Ballarat. Yeah, it but, like, it's just Meredith. becomes this hick town. And I I just... But uh, but you say that, though. I don't like... I communi- bet you if you go to New York, there'd be Knicks shit everywhere when they're, if they're in the finals. Yeah, but they're the Knicks. Like, what's the difference? Like, the it, Knicks are known worldwide. Do you think the Geelong Cats are? No, but... Any, any local, I think any town, if their local team is in the premiership of the year, they would go all out.
0: Oh, yeah, my,
1: maybe, but I've, with America, I accept it more because there's more about, like, patriotism and local pride and all that sort of stuff is much bigger in America, whereas in Australia, I don't think it is. Until UK would be the them. same as EPL, I reckon? Um, Yeah, probably. That's like, But Liverpool's, like, in the championship yeah. game. Liverpool yeah. would be just, Liverpool shit everywhere. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you, I'll definitely grant you that. But I just don't feel like it necessarily fits in with. It's it's only a stra- part of Australia's culture when they're winning. Or well, certainly part of Geelong's culture when they're winning. I think it stands out in Australia with the AFL is because Geelong are one of the only teams that have their own town for mm. the team. but like there's so many suburbs of Melbourne that are teams, where Geelong is its own entity, mm. which is why I think if you went to Melbourne, Richmond are in the grand final. Maybe around Richmond there'd be a few things up, but it wouldn't be wouldn't feel like when you go to Geelong because. Everywhere in Geelong, yeah, you'll be going crazy. Yeah, that's a fair point. Anyway, that's that's the mailbag. Yes, so keep sending them through mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com. You had the, plenty there through are, this week, yeah. yeah, there are a shitload. So keep sending them we through, will get, guys. We will get to them all next week. We're going to be doing the final episode of season five Secrets of a Successful Marriage. Mm, love this one episode. One of your favorite episodes, yeah, one of my favorites. Absolutely love it. Mitch, any final words for the listeners before we go record our Patreon exclusive podcast? Play it cool. Shh.